Welcome. This is the Cinemigos podcast remade. I am Ryan Parker, <laughs> and uh, across from me is Todd Ortiz. Say hello, Todd. Hello, everyone. Hello. We're I, back. We're back. Consistent weekly content is our goal. And A lofty goal. Lofty goal. But, but we're, we're keeping gonna, with it. We're going to shoot for it. My first goal was to make the intro as awkward as possible. <laughs> I think I did it. Check that box. I think I did it. Yep. So, Yeah, so welcome to week two of Remade, uh, Cinemigos podcast. Um, it's just me and Todd again. We do have Shay off on the side. She's reading her book. We sh- she would be joining us, but we haven't figured out the third microphone situation yet. We have a third microphone, but... How do you record it and, and all that stuff? And it took us this long to get two microphones. So let's say, let's just stick to the two for now until we can do some tests. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Um, but yeah, we're really excited about this week. Um, I got really excited picking my picks for this week. If you remember from last week's episode, we said we're going to do the X-Men franchise uh, recast for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, and uh, there's a lot of good potential here. There is. A lot of different ways you can go, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Todd, do you want to tell us about X-Men franchise, where it's been, where it's going? It would be my genuine pleasure. So, the first X-Men film was released in 2000, and from then, it has spanned almost 20 years culminating in the poorly received Dark Phoenix of this year. There have been notable directors such as Brian Singer, Brett Ratner, Matthew Vaughn, James Mangold, Simon Kinberg, among others. Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, Hugh Jackman, Halle Berry, James Marsden were some of the stars of the original movies. Then it kind of got a little reboot with James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jeffrey Lawrence, among others. Mm -hmm. The average Rotten Tomato score over... 12 films, that's including the Deadpool movies and like the Wolverine ones, uh, is 70%. The highest rated is Logan at 93%. If we want to go an X-Men proper movie, it would be Days of Future Past at 91%. The lowest rated is the aforementioned Dark Phoenix at mm. 23 I don't think it's the worst in the series. It can't be. It's, what were people doing in, when X-Men 3 came out? Yeah, and Wolverine Origins and his CGI blades, how... The fourth movie in a franchise has cheaper effects than the first movie is <laughs> baffling to me. I, I don't know. And it frustrates me on every level. Yeah. Um, the collective box office for all these films is $5.7 billion worldwide. So they're doing okay. They're doing okay. They're doing okay. The highest grossing movie, individual movie, was the first Deadpool. Didn't quite reach a billion, but close. $783 million, which is pretty impressive for a really intense R8 movie. Yeah. So, yeah, there's our little history of the X-Men. There's the X-Men. And the reason why we're here now is because, I mean, I think this was going to happen anyway um, with the acquisition of Fox by Disney. So I think we were probably going to get a recasting and a a rework into the MCU, but that was definitely confirmed with how poorly Dark Phoenix was received. Yes, now is the time. Now is definitely the time. So, I mean, even if Dark Phoenix was a success, though, I don't know if... I don't know if they would have. Who knows? I, I, I tend to think that even if it was a success, it would have been like, oh, they went out on a high note. Yeah, you yeah know? that's probably more like that's probably more likely. Yeah. 
But now we're looking, you know, four or five years, uh, they're probably going to introduce the X-Men back into the MCU. Not back into, into, into for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, much like Spider-Man was mm-hmm. just a few years ago. So now we get our chance, me and Todd here, to recast X-Men in the MCU. I cannot think of a cooler cartoon theme song than the X-Men mm. cartoon theme song. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Actually, in fact, so Todd, between the two of us, Todd definitely has the longer, stronger history with the X-Men. Uh, tell, us, tell us about that, Todd. Tell, how, how did you get started with these uh, with these mutants here? So I can't really say that I'm like, I was a comic book kid, but I loved yeah. my cartoons. Mm-hmm. And um, I was alive when Batman came out, the 1989 Batman, but I didn't see it in theaters. I didn't see it till probably a couple years after. And that was definitely much more my brother's generation. Same with the uh, Superman movie. So like, I feel like X-Men, uh, the cartoon, the animated series was like, I felt like that was mine, you know? Mm-hmm. Something that belonged to me that I didn't inherit from from my brother or anyone else. Yes, you found it on your own. Yes, found it on my own. I remember seeing like the advertisements for it in front of, I don't know, Looney Tunes or something. Yeah. And just being like, oh, wow, there's like tons of superheroes and they all have, can do different things and that's awesome. I watched it from the get-go uh, throughout most of its run. I can't remember when it finished, but I just loved every minute of it. Instantly attached to Wolverine. So when they announced the movie was coming out in 2000, I was... By then I was a teenager, and by then I was just so excited to see these guys realized on screen. And I didn't know who Hugh Jackman was, but from the trailer I was like, "Cool, he looks great." Was he too tall for you? Were you upset about (laughs) that? That didn't bother me, (laughs) because I never really knew like how tall Logan was. It always seemed like he was kind of hunched over. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, so that wasn't ever really a thing for me. He just seemed to capture the you know, just be pissed off, and you're Wolverine, you know. Yep. And uh, Patrick Stewart, I remember even before his casting was announced, it was always just like, oh, you know who would be perfect for Xavier? Patrick Stewart. Who's bald right now? Who's bald and English and wise? Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Let's do it. So that was a no-brainer. Didn't know Ian McKellen, but man, was he awesome. Anyways, went to go see the movie opening weekend. Uh, Went with my high school girlfriend. My brother went with his fiance, who is now wife. And my mom, I think. (laughs) Oddly enough, wow. and anyways, the girls were very reluctant to go. But why by, is that? I don't, I, yeah, weird. But uh-huh. hey, by the end, it had won them over. Yes, we thought it was the coolest thing, and they were won over. That's great. Anyways, and from there, I've just always rooted for the X Men, even when they've really tanked. <laughs> and man, have they tanked sometimes. <laughs> so you're right there. You so did you see X Men Origins in theaters? I'm I did. Yeah, you and I even all, I even saw like a bootlegged version of it that had leaked. Uh, beforehand. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. And that was a big thing. And I toyed with watching it or not. I did. Mm -hmm. And it was bad. But then again, so many effects weren't finished. Yeah. So I gave it the benefit of the doubt. And, but when I saw it in theater, I'm like, this is not that much better. (laughs) Even with the effects, (laughs) these effects are still pretty bad. They couldn't fix it. (laughs) I know. They couldn't fix it. Oh, that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, but definitely loved First Class, uh, Days of Future Past. I feel like that was like when X-Men were at their the height of their powers. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think first class is my favorite. Yeah. Personal favorite. What about you? Uh, yeah, so I, I was always aware of the cartoon. Um, I didn't really watch it. Um, no particular reason why. I just, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't on TV when I was watching TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I was always, like, aware of X-Men. I thought they were pretty cool. I think I probably played a, the X-Men arcade game or something. But oh, that's I really, a great one. Yeah, but I didn't really get into it until um, the first X-Men came out in 2000. Okay. I loved it, as many kids my age did. Um, I How thought, old were you? About, like, 10 or something? Oh, I would have been, yeah, 10 or 11. Okay. Um, I would have been 10, yeah. So I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I just, like, this is this is how you make a comic book movie. Yeah, this comic is... book movies were not good back then. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, like, the coolest thing ever. X-Men 2 came out. I thought it was even better than the first. I mm-hmm. loved it. Um, and then there's a bit of a dry spell there with uh, X-Men 3 and Origins. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I really liked First Class. I loved all the new recastings, which is why it kind of hurts that we have to recast it again. Because I know. I think they nailed it pretty good uh-huh. um, with those second recasts. The first time, too, but those second recastings is like James McAvoy Michael Fassbender were perfect, mm-hmm. um, and their dynamic and their... You know, going up head to head against each other was was great, great cinema to watch. Mm-hmm. But I, did, I haven't seen Dark Phoenix yet, so I, I can't speak to it. But um, it is disappointing. It's yeah. not a pure travesty, but it's very disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. Disney owns Fox. We know this is coming. They're gonna have to to recast these guys. Fresh start. It's kind of exciting because they can kind of you know bring it in with all these new characters and we can see what how Wolverine would interact with yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, that's yeah, a good one. That'd yep. be a good one. Um that would so that'd be really fun, but yeah, so um I guess kind of part of what I try to do with this recasting uh was I try to figure out how they would try to introduce it into the MCU. How is this going to get worked in? How is this this whole universe of mutants going to get you know, combined with everything else that's happening, why haven't we heard about these mutants? Why have they just been hanging out and not doing anything while the Earth is in shambles? Um, so that yeah, was they got all, some work to do. They got some to work explain to explain this. Yeah, to explain to explain all of this. So, I'll go ahead and start. Yeah. Um, so here's my pitch. Here's my pitch uh, to Kevin Feige. He's He's actually probably already, you know, gotten a pitch and he already knows what he wants to do. But, Kevin, you're listening. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, my name's Ryan. Big fan. I got some, I got an idea for you that you probably already thought of, but I thought it would be, I thought it'd be fun. So, picture this. The year 2024. Disney Plus is thriving. Mm. I'm assuming. It will. It will. It's got to. Uh... The TV show WandaVision, starring Scarlet Witch, right. Elizabeth Olsen, and Paul Bettany as Vision, is about to begin its third season. Uh-huh. That could be aggressive, but about to begin its third season. In the promotion for the third season, it is revealed that there will be a secret cameo at the end of the first episode. Mm-hmm. We watched the first episode. At the very end of the episode, I haven't thought about what the episode's going to be, but at the end of the episode, something crazy happens, and then in wheels, Professor Charles Xavier, 
And he says, I've been looking all over for you, Wanda. Uh, uh So, you know, canonically, Scarlet Witch is the daughter of Magneto. Mm -hmm. Um, I should have fact-checked this one, but they they haven't completely retconned that she's not Magneto's daughter. Yeah, I don't think they've even touched that, really. They haven't even touched it. So she was... And even in the comic books, um, Wanda and... Was it Pietro? Yeah. Um, Quicksilver were raised by a Russian family, um, but they never knew who their dad was, Magneto. So in this, I think it'd be absolutely perfect to kind of play off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, introduce it with Scarlet Witch and retcon it, so to speak, um, that she really is Magneto's daughter. Mm-hmm. And Magneto's been looking for her or something. Um, my kind of comic booky explanation is like professor x is like i've been looking all over for you to you know protect you from your true father mm-hmm. but i haven't been able to find you and the vision's like oh i've been you know making it harder to anyone to find her and i've been protecting her through some mind computer thing i have no idea <laughs> through some disturbance i don't know i'm talking out of my butt right well we now. don't really know what vision <laughs> does I, that's the thing he's so vague i think they like it that way because yeah. then they can be like oh he you know they can change his powers to serve the he story can change his powers but yeah he's been protecting wanda from any anyone trying to find her so that's why x professor x couldn't find her through uh cerebro okay but pat professor x would be played by and this guy isn't necessarily a household name people probably recognize him from a lot of things um, but he's not a big star, but I think he would actually be pretty good as Professor X. And that would be Patrick Wilson. Mm, okay. Now, he is American. Professor X is also American, but he went to Oxford. So both of the movies kind of had him British, but also he could be American. So I'm, I'm just going to say... There's some flexibility there. There's some there. flexibility there. So I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to make him American. Uh, he's about 45 years old, and I wanted to make it so that Professor X and Magneto could be old enough to be Scarlet Witch, you know, their yeah. their senior. Yeah. I didn't want to go too young, because we've already kind of done the too young thing. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't want to go too old, because we've already kind of do, done the too old thing. So. And we want to have these guys stick around for a few movies. Yeah, we want to have them stick around for a while. Yeah. And... The other thing is, I think when in this recasting, the X Men are going to kind of run into the issue of kind of the Spider Man issue of uh, we've already done two versions of this character. Mm-hmm. Why do we need a third? Should mm-hmm. we even have a third? Uh, but then we got Tom Holland, and now and everyone's in love with him. And everyone's in love with him, and he's he's probably like when people think of Spider Man, they think of Tom Holland, right? Tom Holland right now. Um, I, I doubt they think of, you know, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield did great, but Tom Holland, he's it right now. He's owned it, yeah. Yeah, so this could happen also with this new casting. Anyways, Patrick Wilson, Professor X. I like it. I think he'd be really good. I think he'd look good bald, too. Yeah, yeah um, you got to consider that. Yeah, you got to consider that. That's very important. There were actually a couple actors I thought about, but I'm like, I don't know if they could be bald. <laughs> I think it's a weird head shape. Um, and Patrick Wilson's kind of like, he kind of has that leadership quality to him, kind uh-huh. of like the dorky leader almost maybe not dorky but i don't know i think he'd be a good leader of a group of people yeah a good voice of reason good voice of reason um so yeah that's my professor x and then i guess i'll go through i'll do magneto and then yeah and then we can get to yours okay so magneto 
I had a couple options here I, I struggled with. I talked to Shay about it last night, and she convinced me to go a certain direction, which I'm happy with, but I'll kind of have to justify it a little bit. I think Magneto would be really cool if he was played by Alexander Skarsgård <laughs> from Big Little Lies. Oh, yes. And... Um, couple other things that I'm blanking on right now. He was in Mute uh, with Duncan Jones. and He was Tarzan. Tarzan. The Legend Tarzan. of Tarzan. Um, yeah, he's, I think he's a, a really great actor. I've loved him in Big Little Lies. He can be quite terrifying. Yeah, quite. Kind of that, kind of that whole family is, is quite terrifying. Yeah, very, very true. Yeah, very true. So uh, my one issue with him, not issue... Is that he's only forty-two years old, so he's kind of young. Elizabeth Olsen is twenty-nine, so that's a thirteen-year age difference. Well, you know, there was a thirteen-year age difference between a certain father-son duo that is one of the best of all time: Harrison Ford and Sean Connery. Ah, so great! I feel we can better make it now. work. Great, we'll make it work. And that's the thing. Yeah, like there's so many father-sons and mother-daughters that like they're really not that. Well, like Cher is like five years, three years older than Meryl Streep, even though they're supposed to be <laughs> daughter, mother. Yeah. Um, so like it's you can make fine. it work, yeah. So maybe make Alexander Skarsgård, give him some like grayish, you know, make him a little gray looking, mm-hmm. and, and he'd be be pretty good. But I think he could really, really take over the Magneto role and be pretty menacing and pretty terrifying. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm really into that actually. Yes, thank you. I uh, uh, the Patrick Wilson one I can see, but the Alexander Skarsgård one, the more I think about it, it's it's feeling pretty gold. It feels pretty good, and yeah. that's the other key is you got to have a good dynamic between Magneto and Professor X. Um, and I think the two of them could go pretty good. Patrick Wilson as the the do-gooder, the, you know, we have to do what's right, and Alexander Skarsgård as the very convincing, um, you know, devil's advocate or whatever. Yeah. The antithesis to that. So, yeah, those are my top two picks. Very good. Got plenty more, but let's hear, uh, let's hear your, your pitch, I guess. Well... I'm going to full-on cop out on the pitch because I, tr- I tried to think about how to introduce <laughs> these characters. And I know the only thing I can come up with is, is like the snap um, and the rever- snap reversal, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. for Endgame is, you know, it's been hinted at in the Spider-Man Far From Home trailers that a multiverse was created. Mm. Um, and that's the only way I can wrap my head around introducing mm. mutants into this world. Because yeah. like you said, where where have they been if they've existed? Because obviously, like, if you know these characters' histories, like Xavier, like, he's had his powers for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and unless you're just going to do, like, a full-on origin story with him, which, like you said, we've seen, mm-hmm. like, they gotta they got to already be aged uh, to a certain extent. And there has to be some sort of reason of why we haven't seen them. And the, the multiverse opening up is the only way I can see that. It's like somehow they existed in another version of Earth, but now they're here. Yeah. Um, how that's introduced, I'm not entirely sure. I love your idea about Scarlet Witch kind of being like the, the link in the chain. Mm-hmm. Because it, canonically she is related to the X-Men, yeah. even though they haven't touched on that. But now would be a good time to touch on that. Yeah, but even even then with that, like, again, like I don't I don't have a good explanation for why X and Magneto are just, like, hanging out, and the rest of them, like, why they're just right. like, chilling, not getting involved or anything. Yeah. So, yeah. So multiverse might be, that's probably more realistically what they're going to do. Yeah. And how, <laughs> how you give us, you know, the, 
the BS Marvel science to explain it, you know? Yeah. Whatever you got to do. To <laughs> Whatever you got to do. Sense. Hey, let's get Stellan Skarsgård to, to yeah. explain it. <laughs> Why his son now is a terrifying Magneto. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll just jump right into my casting. I, I came up. Let's see. I'm counting. I have four possibilities for each Xavier and Magneto from different... <laughs> Different age. I have uh, two possibilities for early 60s, two possibilities for like the early 50s, mm-hmm. and then I have um, some other possibilities for the 40s, which is where I'm going to stick. I, I agree with you. I think they need to be somewhat established in age, but we don't want to go too old. Yeah. But I do want to just for fun throw out my older picks. Yes. Just for fun. These aren't my final picks, but I saw for the 60 age range, I saw Brian Cranston as Professor Xavier. Mm-hmm. And Sean Bean is a Magneto. Aye. For the 50s age range, I went with uh, Ray Fiennes as Xavier mm, and I, Russell Crowe as Magneto. Oh, yes. I think I'd consider both of them yeah. at some point. Uh, but here are my real picks going to more like the mid-40s. For Xavier, you need that wise, soothing, trustworthy presence. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with Mahershala Ali. Whoa. Okay. Going a little outside the box. Here we go. Uh, for those of you who may not know the name, it is a unique name. He is from the Oscar-winning Green Book, which he won his second Oscar. He won his first Oscar for Moonlight from two, three years ago. He was recently on season three of True Detective. He is wonderful. I can see him in this role very clearly and just you know guiding these young mutants guiding others in the mcu being the voice of reason being the all the all-knowing professor xavier so yeah that's my xavier he'd be outstanding oh my gosh for magneto this one was a little harder i was one of the things i love about magneto he's probably arguably my favorite comic book villain Mainly because he is a villain I most understand. And I think, like, anyone could go down that route, given what he's gone through. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they work that into the MCU, because the age timelines doesn't I, work yeah, up with, thought about that. with history, yeah. <laughs> with World War II history. So, obviously, that can't work. So, they're going to have to retcon that, his origin, a little bit. But his fight and his goals should still pretty much be the same. Yeah. And I understand them. It's very much... The Xavier Magneto dynamic is very much kind of like a Martin Luther King and Malcolm X dynamic. Mm-hmm. And so trying to envision a, char- a character who you kind of hate but you kind of root for, we've seen that very recently in a little show called Game of Thrones in the character of Jamie Lannister. Oh. And so Nikolai Costa-Waldo is my Magneto. Mm. I've wondered when, how long it would take to get Jamie into one of these movies. Yeah. Or recastings, because he's got to be in something. He does. He's got to be in something. These guys' schedules are wide open now. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's bring him into the, the Star Wars fold. Let's bring him into the MCU. I think he could make a pretty interesting Magneto and a very tortured one. Yeah. Yep, he's done that. And, I mean, I don't know how well him and Mahershala would work together, because... We've struck gold twice now with Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, then McAvoy and Fassbender. It's going to be really hard to strike strike gold three times in a row Mm -hmm. with these two characters and their dynamic. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, some screen testing would have to, chemistry tests would have to, would have to be involved with these two. Not sure how well they'd play well together, mm-hmm. or play off each other. But I would be interested to see it. Yep. Man, uh, speaking of Game of Thrones, my younger Magneto pick was Richard Madden. <laughs> yeah. Thought about for a while. He'd be a lot younger. Which, by the way, I mean, he's so charming and lovable in, uh, in. Game of Thrones and in the live-action Cinderella. Man, he's the worst in Rocket Man. <laughs> no. I so, haven't seen it yet. But so I, yeah, let's I, let's I get him that. in a little bit more villainous role because yeah. he was really good at it. I think he could. I think he could take that one on. Man, those two picks. I was not expecting either of those. Good. I didn't know what I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> but man, I would love either of them to take that on. I'd be pretty happy with both of those. Yeah. Um. Cool. So I guess we'll go through the next. We got a list of like, got a bunch of mutants on here. We do. Um, maybe we'll do like the big four. Okay. Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean Grey, and Storm. Yeah, let's do. Let's go there. Let's go there. The next big four. Uh, my Wolverine. Um, I kind of. I think I copped out on this one. Um, this is someone who was rumored to be Wolverine at one point. <laughs> Uh, I still think he'd be outstanding. I think I know where you're going. Wolverine, you probably know where I'm going. Maybe you picked the same, maybe not, I don't know. Um, I'm not going with him if it's okay. who I think it is. Yeah, I went with Tom Hardy. Yeah. Um, I know it might get dicey. He's Venom now. And yeah, Venom's that was my biggest concern. It's like, is Venom going to be a part of this universe? Yeah. Don't know. Yeah, so, and it is getting a sequel, so like at least his version of that character is going to live on for at least a few more years. So it's yeah. not like they just are going to rip it out. But I don't know. Is Venom going to be part of this universe? I don't know. I just said screw it. You know, <laughs> five years from now, who knows what's going on. That's true. Uh, he'd be he, he'd be great. He'd oh my be gosh. my number one pick. I'm, an, I'm not yeah. going to lie. Just rage. He's got that short stature. Not that that matters a lot. but Short stature, but then like if he walks up to you, even if he's at your shoulder, you're terrified. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and wasn't and he was rumored to be like the replacement for Wolverine, yeah, uh, or a Hugh Jackman, some time ago. So yeah, and that didn't work out. Yeah, which is fine. But man, can you just see like the the chops, mm-hmm. you know, mutton chops, the cigar? I know. Just him being pissed. Yep, him being pissed. He's yeah. so good at being pissed. He is. Tom Hardy, little little angry boy. Yeah, <laughs> little angry kid. Um, so yeah, that's my Wolverine. Okay. Uh, my other picks, I'm going to say this right up front, I believe in superhero redemption. You know, we've seen Ryan Reynolds go from bad Deadpool to mm. bad Green Lantern to good Deadpool. We've seen uh, Chris Evans go mm-hmm. from uh, flame, was it Human, Human Torch. Torch. Human Torch? Yeah. Uh, I almost said Flaming Torch, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, so Human Torch to Captain America. No one even thinks twice about Human Torch anymore. No, and I was worried about that when they I know, cast me him. too. I was like, wait, he's already a superhero. Yeah, it's don't like, even care anymore. Yeah, and who even who even gives a, a crap? Yeah. Um, so my two picks have both for Cyclops and Jean Grey were both in other superhero movies as superheroes, but I'm going to give them a redemption chance. Okay. Okay. I mean, they both could be outstanding. For Cyclops, I went with Andrew Garfield. Um, I really like Andrew Garfield. I even kind of liked him as Peter Parker. I hated both of those movies. I did too. I hated them so much. He did fine. I didn't even really like how they wrote his character. Yeah, that was my... It wasn't him. It was like he was too cool hipster Peter Parker. Yeah, he was like the cool kid. 
but like, he did good with what he had yeah, to work he, with. He was, yeah, he was very convincing. I think he's an outstanding actor. Um, and were he to be interested to come back to superheroes, I think he could be a pretty cool Cyclops. I just imagine him with the visor, with the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah I can see that too. Um, I think he'd be pretty great. Yeah. Jean Grey. Um, I told Todd this earlier, but I got really excited about the possibility of Elizabeth Debicki being right. Jean Grey because I love her. She was great in Widows. Um, but she is... Um, she's in the MCU already. She's in the MCU already. She's in Guardians 2 uh, as the gold lady, like Aisha or something. She's And she was even in the post credit scene, like yeah, yeah, teasing yeah. Adam Warlock. So she's yep. likely to come back. Yeah, I think she is confirmed for Volume 3. Okay. Um, so that ticked me off, but that's all right. Second choice <laughs> is pretty good. I went with Kate Mara. Oh, she was, very good. Uh, Sue Storm? Yes, is that the she name? was. Sue Storm. In, in the second attempt at Fantastic Four. Yeah, the second attempt at Fantastic Four, which was oh, man. so bad. So bad. And, and her, what, wig, her wig. Yeah, her wig was reshoot. so bad. And you know what? She, was, she wasn't even that great in it. Yeah. I think she could do a lot better with a, you know, a competent director. Um, that was mean. I shouldn't say that. With, uh, <laughs> with maybe a better, a better film to work in. Yeah. I think she could be pretty good as, as Jean Grey. I like that. I didn't even, she didn't even cross my mind, which is it, no slight to her. I yeah. uh, don't mean it that way, but that's a great pick. Yeah. And I'm surprised she hasn't done a, a ton of stuff. She was in House of Cards and Ooh. she's done a couple other, <laughs> there is, other things. You Might Hate Me Right Now. Oh, no. She has appeared in an MCU movie before, albeit in like one scene in Iron Man 2. She like delivers a court summons to Tony Stark. Oh. Uh. But not could, gonna count it. <laughs> yeah, we could. We can work. People don't remember Iron Man too, People right? don't remember. We can. That. We can do this, guys. It's really hard to find actors oh that gosh. are not already in the MCU because they are numerous. Because it is massive at this point. Yeah, not cool. All right. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm. Forget it. I'm going with Kate Mara. Yeah, don't do it. I, I, yeah. I support you. And then uh, Storm. This one, um, I really liked her. I think she'd be great. Natalie Emanuel. Uh, <laughs> hey. Missandei from Game of Thrones. Did, I picked the same thing. Did you thing. pick the same? I picked yes. the same. This is the first time it's feeling, happened. I had a feeling it would, you had a, had her in mind. I did. But yeah, she was great. Um, she didn't get a she she didn't get like a lot of screen time in Game of Thrones. She she did really good with what she had. But, yes. Um, I think she has plenty of room to grow and kind of take on a role like this. And she could be she could become like Storm. Like we could come to know Storm as Natalie Emanuel. Yeah, I think. This role in particular, like, yeah, Halle Berry herself is a big personality and, and yeah. everyone knows her, but this is a prime opportunity for someone to make Storm their own. Yes, absolutely. Because she hasn't really been given the justice she deserves. No. Even, even Halle Berry, like, even Halle Berry complained that she wasn't in, she didn't have enough to do in those movies. Yeah. And she was probably right. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, uh... Give me your others besides Storm. Cause. Yeah, so so I agree. Um, like you said, she wasn't given a ton to do in Game of Thrones, but what she did have to work with, I thought she was very magnetic. And and like we just said, she can totally make Storm her own, and we could know her. You know, she could be the definitive Storm. Yeah. Um, jumping back to Wolverine, Tom Hardy is at the top of my list, but again, I'm like, uh, is Venom going to be a part of this mm-hmm. universe? Is it not? Even if it's not, he might be tied up with that franchise. So maybe that's not even a possibility. Mm-hmm. So I started to think, okay, 
realistically, who else could do this? I did come up with a number of people, that I, all of which I do kind of like in one way or another. But I'm going to go with the most angry of them all, hmm. John Bernthal. Oh, yeah. He is currently known as The Punisher mm-hmm. on the Netflix Marvel series, which, again, there's is that... At one point, they said those those shows were part of the universe, yeah. but I don't think they are. Well, <laughs> They've yeah, they, never been acknowledged. No, they haven't. And I think because Iron Fist was so poorly received, and yeah. Luke Cage to some regard. And the Defenders was kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, that I think they're probably okay with just moving on. Yeah. And are we really going to see, like, the Punisher with... The Avengers, yeah. like um, not in John Bernthal form, probably. Yeah, they would probably reintroduce it. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's on the table. Yeah, so he's just so angry, <laughs> and is, so gruff, yes. and could throw you know, a big cigar in his mouth and just blow smoke in everyone's faces and yeah. and ruffle up Cyclops. You know they hate each other and mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, I just you know went with someone really angry who has a lot of rage. And let's roll with it. Yep. For Cyclops, I struggled with Cyclops. Because mm-hmm. I do think, even in the cartoon, he, maybe even more than Captain America, he is just, like, such a Boy Scout. <laughs> such a goo Yeah, and, like, he is yeah. technically kind of, like, the leader of the X-Men, you know, at least yeah. in the field. Um, he's maybe the one that Xavier trusts the most to lead this team. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why he's boring, because he doesn't make him many mistakes or anything like that, or have much complexity to him. It's just a dweeb. Yeah, just kind of a dweeb. And this, so <laughs> now it feels like whoever I announce here is just like, oh, yeah, I just thought of the biggest dweeb. <laughs> but that's not true at all. Let's hear your dweeb. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I hope this person can bring some, some layers and complexity to Cyclops, and that's uh, Logan Lerman. Oh, I, I he was on my short list. Was he? Yeah. I really like him. I think yeah. he's I, I think he's got a lot of promise. He's been in some really good movies and maybe some less less than good movies, but yeah. um, he's maybe not the leading man that maybe some people thought he could be. Mm-hmm. But in a role like this, I think he could really shine and really make it his own. Yeah. I think he's got the 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 talent and the depth to to, to make Cyclops a little bit more complex, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more. I don't know. I, it, we, this isn't the last we've seen of Logan Lerman. No. I'm pretty sure. So this this is going to be right up his alley. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give the kid a shot. I really like him. I, I'd love to see him a part of the MCU. Yeah. My Jean Grey is probably the one I'm most excited about. Oh. Um, just because she's great. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, especially Shay, if you're still listening <laughs> um, on pronunciation here. It. Saoirse Ronan? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. I I wanted her so bad. <laughs> um, I didn't think she would say yes to something like this. And you're I probably could, right. I could be wrong. But you know what? Brie Larson did. Brie Larson did. You're right. And I would have said, no way Brie Larson would do that. Yeah. Right. But now she's a mainstay. Exactly. She's an Oscar winner. And yeah. she's in the MCU. Anyways, Saoirse Ronan is great. She was fantastic in Lady Bird. She's been, mm-hmm. she's been doing quality stuff ever since I first saw her in Atonement. Yep. Granted, it's been a lot more like Oscar fair. She hasn't really um, come over into anything franchise or mm-hmm. blockbuster, but there's a first for everything, yep. and this could be hers. This could be it. I think I feel like Little Women could be like her biggest, like most that's true wide release thing yeah. coming up. I don't know. I'm assuming that's going to be more of a wide release. I would hope so. I it's hope got so. a kind like of that. a Christmas release date too. So, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so if, she's, if she were to say, she would probably be for sure on my list. If she said yes, I'd say, please, mm-hmm. we'd love to have you. Mm-hmm. But I, I, didn't, I didn't know if she would be down for something like this. Well, you know, we can throw some seven figures her way in. <laughs> we can change Maybe anyone's eight mind. figures. I don't know. Well, let's let's get her let's get her paid. Yeah. <laughs> she needs a new house. Yep. And then Storm, Natalie yep. Emanuel. Natalie we already covered Storm. her. Cool. So that's kind of like the, I guess the core team, at least as yeah, as we kind of have understood it. I I think for my, the way I I foresaw them being introduced, I probably would just stop there. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't want to overwhelm. Yeah, and probably like so. Like I was thinking, like the TV show WandaVision, we'd see X, we maybe see Magneto. That's probably it. Yeah. And then that would introduce the first film, X Men film, which would probably include these five, uh, six, and they would perhaps go find Wolverine, kind of like the first X Men. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but we thought it'd be fun to kind of keep going, talk about these other uh, great, cool comic book characters that are in the X Men universe that we could bring into this. So we can go through... We can just go through the rest. There's seven more. Yeah, there are. We we, we can go a little faster on this one. Okay. Uh, Gambit was... uh, I I went with Gambit first. Mm -hmm. My thing with Gambit is he was... uh, I mean, he was introduced in X-Men Origins, but that was such a bad movie. Uh, Poor Taylor Kitsch. I, I thought he was actually really good with what he was given to do. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen more from him as in that role. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, shout out to Taylor Kitsch. I love you, man. Yeah. Friday Night Lights fan over Friday here. Night, yeah. Todd. Tim Riggins forever. Tim Riggins forever. Um, I do like Taylor Kitsch. I wasn't, I did not remember him in that role at all. It's been forever since I've seen that movie. But, like, Gambit was, like, a just a big flop for me when I saw it at the time. But mm-hmm. I could be reconvinced. So well, for this, the whole movie's just bad, but. It's a whole bad movie. That's really the issue there. Yeah. It's a bad one. Um, so for Gambit, Gambit hasn't really been given any justice on the big screen. So I wanted to pick someone who could really, perhaps more than anyone else, take on that role and make Gambit extra cool. Yes. Because he's probably my second favorite, like from the cartoon. Yeah, he's like he's probably one of the at least before they started getting the big movie ad- adaptations, he's probably one of the more famous X Men. Yeah, absolutely. Like in the in the, you know. In the, in the comics and the video in the games. comics and everything. Yeah. So I want someone who can really make Gambit cool and make him a, a presence, make him a force in the MCU. Um, so I went with Taron Egerton. <laughs> okay. Uh, I like that a lot, actually. He's he's not a stranger to big films, obviously. No. Um, but I think he could really step in as Gambit, and everyone would instantly think this guy is so cool. This is just the coolest guy on the planet. Um, and Taron Egerton's just really cool. I haven't seen Rocket Man. Um, I don't think Gambit sings ever, but if he ever needed to, <laughs> he, he could. If he needed to, he could. He could. He could do it. Um, yeah, that was my that was my Gambit for Rogue. Yeah, that's good. Um, Rogue, Gambit and Rogue kind of have a thing, right? They have like a... They in the married, cartoons right? they do. I can't, I can't speak to their comic history, but in the cartoon they did, and it was definitely one of the more interesting relationships yeah. from the cartoon i think um i think i read that they they get married at some point yeah i'm not a comic book expert so all you comic book fans you know don't don't come at me this is a movie show yeah, it's a movie Relax. show um so for rogue i wanted someone who's um just kind of young and could act tortured 
and, you know, distressed. Um, but also really kind of bring her own thing. I didn't love Anna Paquin as, I don't love her yeah. in general. Yeah, me so too. I'm ready for uh, someone else to take on this role. And that would mm. be, for me, that would be Chloe Grace Moretz. Okay. Um, I think she's extremely talented. I've been waiting for her to kind of break out a little bit. Yeah, ever she's since. tried. Yeah, she's tried. She's, I mean, she was Carrie. She was. She was in a couple of those like YA movies. Yeah. Oh, the Fifth Wave. Yeah. Um, and then she's been in a couple uh, smaller films that were critically well received. I think The Miseducation of Cameron Post um, was one that was well received. But she stole the movie in Kickass. Yeah, she did steal the movie in Kickass. So she's done the comic book thing before. Um, but yeah, I think she would be pretty excellent as Rogue. Nightcrawler. I went with. Um, a hereditary star, Alex Wolf, mm. um, who is the son who, I won't say what happens. But <laughs> terrifying. Terrifying. Um, he's also in Patriot's Day. He yes, was, he is. He was, played the. Played one of the bombers. Boston Marathon bomber. The one that got, that they actually captured. Yeah. Um, I think he's really great. I think he could be excellent as a uh, nightcrawler. Uh-huh. Mystique, I went with someone who's perhaps a little bit too old, but. I just really like her, and I think she could do a good job. Uh, Yvonne Strahovski, she's in Handmaid's Tale. She's Serena. Okay. I don't know her. Um, she was she's in Chuck. She was like the main love interest, I think. In oh, Chuck. okay. I do know her then. Yeah. Um, she was also in the Mass Effect trilogy video game. Oh. As Miranda, I think was her name. But I think she's really cool, and I think she'd be, in, at least on in Handmaid's Tale, she's been really good as someone you absolutely hate. But then also, in time, you kind of start to feel for her, and she can play both sides as mm-hmm. empathetic and mm-hmm. menacing. And Mystique is always kind of, you know, on the edge of which side she's going to fight on. So yeah. I think she'd be really good for that. Let's right, go through the rest of these real quick. Beast, uh, I really just wanted this actor in something, and I think Beast is kind of like a nerdy kind of guy. Before yeah, he is. He's very intellectual. Uh, so I went with a personal favorite of mine, uh, Ben Feldman who plays Ginsburg in Mad Men. He hasn't really been in anything else, but I think this kid's got a bright future. (laughs) I really didn't like him at first, but he's actually really good in Mad Men. Uh Um, I think he'd be really good in this dorky role. For Stryker, I don't know much about Stryker other than uh, what Brian Cox in uh, the original. And that's a pretty, I mean, from what I remember from the cartoon, I mean, that's a pretty uh, loyal representation of who Stryker is. Okay. I liked him. I liked, I liked Brian Cox. And that yeah, was, I thought he was really good. But I went with someone who was also in True Detective Season 3. I went mm-hmm. with Stephen Dorff. Ooh, good one. Um, I think he's outstanding. Man, he was really good in True Detective Season 3. Oh, yeah. 3. I think he... Marshall Ali was really good, too. But I think Stephen Dorff... He was the surprise. Surprised me way more. I think he was yeah. really outstanding. So I think he'd be a good striker. I did consider him for Sabretooth as well, but... Um, for Sabretooth, I wanted someone who was bigger, more of a presence. I went with Joe Manganiello. Oh, He's supposed yes. to be Deadshot. Yeah, think, I don't think that's happening. But I don't think that's happening anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, five years from now, he's going to be free. So yeah. make him Sabretooth. Yeah, come to the MCU. Yep. We, we got room for you. We got room for everybody over here. Yeah. We say we as if we work for them. <laughs> well, in this podcast, we do work for them. We, we do. We We've do. been hired. We've been hired. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I like it. Those are my X-Men. That's my... My trio of my group of mutants. Very good list. I'm fe- I'm feeling better about recasting these yeah. these guys. I think we this could we could I would watch this movie. Yeah. I would watch these movies. Yeah, I would too. Okay, for 
oh, I really like your gambit. And I actually have Terran for a different role. Oh. But now I wish he was in the gambit role. And I don't know why I didn't think of it that way. I guess I was going a little bit more by age. Yeah. But uh, anyways, for Gambit, um, I went with, again, someone who I think can exude cool and mm-hmm. and arrogance and a bit suave, you know. It's it's a fine blend of all those things. Uh, Joe Keery, who, huh. God, I can't remember his name now. <laughs> on uh, He's on Stranger Things. He's... The oh. the ex boyfriend who now hangs out with uh, is it uh, Dusty? Yeah. Yeah. Why can't I remember his name in the show? I know. I, I feel terrible now. Yeah. Might have to pull that up guy. I know IMD, that guy. IMDb here, and I should have made note of this when I actually looked him up. But um, anyways, I think I think he could really. I mean, the hair's on point, mm-hmm. you know, and he's uh, gonna he's gonna end up in a movie like this someday. He, yeah, he is. He's got to be given a shot. He's got to make that jump from from streaming or TV, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. into some uh, something bigger. Steve Harrington. Steve, that's his name. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. So Steve from Stranger Things. I would like to be Gambit, um, and I'm going to stick with that. Uh, even though I love your pick for Taron, I think Taron's personality would definitely work better in that role than in the role I have him for. <laughs> but uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. For Rogue, I definitely was keeping Gambit and Rogue in mind, you know, age-wise and uh, potentially the, chem- the chemistry, I would like for this to kind of be like the romantic relationship of the X-Men as mm-hmm. opposed to like Wolverine and Jean Grey and Cyclops, that, you know, love triangle, we've seen that. Let's just not really have that be a thing. Um, but Rogue and Gambit, I want to see that. Also, Rogue is so much cooler in the cartoon than she was in the movies. <laughs> she, she's like basically Superman. Oh. In the cartoon, and the story behind it, I believe, is so she absorbs powers, right? Mm-hmm. That's like her mutation. She, the reason she can like fly and has superhuman strength, I could be a little bit wrong on this, but I believe it's because she actually like took those powers from other mutants, and like when she like holds on to somebody through t- through touch for too long, she can kill them. And, like, oh. I think those were instances in which she killed people who had those powers, and that's oh, why gosh. she has them now. Oh, gosh. So she, like, fully absorbs those powers. Anyways, I want that to be, like, a part of her story. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. kind of dark, but that one ma- that helps make her tortured. Yeah. Um, and, and why she doesn't want to get close to anybody because she can't touch anyone uh, physically. Anyways, but um, so for that rogue, I want Naomi Scott, who oh. recently oh, just... God showed up in the Aladdin live-action remake, which that movie, you know, your your mileage will vary on that movie, but I definitely think she was the standout of that movie. Yeah. And I think she's got a lot of talent, a lot of charisma, a lot of good, uh, strong screen presence. Mm-hmm. I think she could do really well with this role. I think she has a bright future ahead of her. Yeah. She, she's, gets, she's been, like, on list of all, like, the... 30 actors under 20 who are oh, yeah, to watch. the world or whatever. Yeah, I think she showed up on one of those lists that I was looking at, yeah. and I'm like, ooh, where can I fit her in? And yeah. then, like, Rogue instantly stood out to me. Yeah, that's a good one. So, she's my Rogue. Uh, Nightcrawler, this is where I put, and I don't really know why, but this is where I put Taron Edgerton. Hmm. And I think it was because in the first Kingsman movie, he, and granted this could be a stuntman, but it looked like he did a lot of his, uh, a good portion of his own acrobatic stunts. Yeah, it looked like he did. I don't know if he has some sort of gym, uh, gymnastics background, much like Tom Holland does. Mm-hmm. 
Anyways, Nightcrawler, not that he does crazy acrobatics, but he does do some. Um, I kind of just was thinking along those lines, and I think that's why I picked Terran. Um, and maybe they could give Nightcrawler a little bit more personality because Terran Edgerton has tons of it. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be a waste of talent if he was just kind of one note. But uh, Nightcrawler was fantastic in X2. Yeah. So I'd like to see more of that Nightcrawler again mm-hmm. in some form or another. For Mystique, uh, I went with another uh, Kingsman graduate, um, Sophia Botella. Oh, she yeah. was like the scissor leg girl in the first Kingsman. Oh, yeah. And again, Mystique is kind of acrobatic, um, mysterious, obviously, hence the name. Yeah. So I think she could really pull those both off. So, so yeah, she's my Mystique. John Hamm, I went with a different Mad Men uh, alum. Uh-huh. John Hamm. For Beast? For Beast. Did I say Beast? I might you just... said John Hamm first. Oh, okay, yeah, for Beast. Um, I, I really like John Hamm. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if he's necessarily um, got the... I mean, he's got the leading man looks, but we've yet to see him actually prove that he's the leading man at the box office. Mm-hmm. But I think in a role like this, he could, he could really shine. I just imagine him in full Beast makeup hanging upside down. Yes. In a room, much like he did in the cartoon, reading a book, and then sharing that knowledge with whoever's walking by. Um, But then, uh, you know, when he needs to go beast mode, he can go beast mode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Driver, he was kind of a little bit of beast mode there for a bit. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I actually, he was really good in Baby Driver. Yeah. It was a little different for him, and I liked it. For Stryker, uh, this might be kind of an obvious choice, but I love this guy. Gary Oldman. Oh, yeah. I think he would be a good menacing. He hasn't been the MCU. That's surprising to me. Yeah, I know. Last comic book venture he made was as Commissioner Gordon in the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. So, you know, let's bring that guy over. And then for Sabretooth, um, this casting may get a little complicated, but I saw some artwork recently on Twitter (laughs) with Mm. this guy in the role, and I was like, ooh, yeah. Um, Jason Momoa. Oh, yeah. I I thought about him because he's big. He's very big and but very, again, you know. Again, that might get messy. Yeah, it might get messy. But then again, we've seen actors jump ships from from DC to Marvel. I, I, yeah, I don't know how that would work. Maybe it wouldn't. So I'll go ahead and throw in a runner-up in case he can't work. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Ben Foster. Oh, I wanted to get him in this somehow. <laughs> he technically has been in an X-Men movie. He yeah, was in The Last Stand. He was Angel, right? He was Angel, yeah, but but that's fine. Those movies aren't part of this universe. Yeah, I don't so think so. let's just get him in a different role. Yeah. Um, maybe Sabretooth isn't the best role for him because he's immensely talented. I think he's one of the best actors working today. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe he deserves more than Sabretooth. But as far as a menacing presence, especially to go up against Wolverine, um, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah. But if I had to pick first, Jason Momoa, let's figure out, let's figure out a way for him to film the Aquaman sequels and and whatever Marvel movie that yep. he would first show up in. Yep, concurrently. So yeah, that's my X Men. All right, we have our X Men. We, we have did it. Our our full X Men bunch. Uh, let's say we have an X Men movie in five years from now. Who would you have direct up? Oh. That's I, a great, have, I haven't thought about this one at all either. I so. haven't either. I actually kind of forgot about this because we usually do think or want to think about this. Um, Marvel has a great track record at picking fairly unknown directors 
who have done like one or two small projects and then just catapulting them into the the big leagues. Yeah. So I feel like that's probably what would happen here, and it's probably some director that we don't even like know yet. Yeah. Um, but of known directors, do you have anyone that's come to your mind? No. <laughs> I think you're adding for someone we don't know yet. Uh, you know, a few years from now, there'll be some Sundance darling. Yeah, exactly. And whoever that director is will get a chance to, to try his hand at a, a big budget movie. I'm trying to think of just recent Sundance darlings, you know? Yeah. Of, of who that could potentially be. You know what? Let, let's just go. I'm, I mean, this isn't. He's already made a name for himself in Hollywood. He doesn't need, like, a shot. But no. I'm just going to go ahead and say Taylor Sheridan. Oh, yeah. 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 He, I, uh, I he's much that. more known as a screenwriter. He wrote Sicario. He wrote uh, Wind River and Hell or High Water. Mm-hmm. But he's he has directed. He did direct Wind River, and I think he's directed some episodes of Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's he's an established uh, established guy in the, in the business. But... Yeah. But let's bring him into the into the franchise world. I actually think he'd be really good. I think he could be really, really good. He could bring a real grit to it too. Yeah. 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 Probably get Ben Foster in. Yeah. 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 So cool. yeah, I'll go with that. Taylor Sheridan. All right. All right. There you have it. That's our that's our X Men. That's our we've recast it. Um, Kevin Feige, just contact us on our email address. We're here for you. We're here for you. Just let us know. Like and subscribe. Um, I'll uh, I'll take a. A low-end six-figure um, compensation for our picks. I'll take some back-end points on the box office. You know, that, that actually probably be better. <laughs> they probably don't do that anymore. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's our X-Men. So, what are we gonna do next week? We haven't decided yet. So yeah, um, we do have Ryan will be actually out of country for a couple weeks. Yes. Starting when again? Uh, it'll be next Saturday, so I could do next week. Okay, so we'll probably get one more episode in with 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 Ryan still here, and then maybe uh, we'll bring in another Cinemigo uh, while Ryan's gone. Mm-hmm. So you know, guys, if you want to get in on this, start start kissing up. Um, what do you want to do next week? This is your this is your last hurrah for a couple weeks. Oh, I feel like it should be yours. Uh, I'm looking at our list. We have a list of uh, ideas here. Yeah. Ever growing. Ever growing. What if we did? You know, what if we did Lord of the Rings? Let's do it. Recast in the 1980s. Okay. Or yeah. maybe the 70s. Is 70s too old? We could maybe bridge it into the like late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Kind Let's of range. That. Yeah. I think it'd be cool, and I like to think of it as like, what decade would this mint possibly have been made? I feel like Lord of the Rings could be a 70s movie. Led Zeppelin was going hard on singing about them and maybe there was a, a small Lord of the Rings moment. Um, so maybe that would have happened. Are we pretending that the effects in the seventies would like be better or are we not worried about that? Uh, it would probably be <laughs> of the time of the time. And they'd find okay. a way to make it work. <laughs> we're, we're, we're hoping for cults, cult status, here. cult status, seventies Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. And who knows, maybe we'll change our mind. I don't know. No, I like it. I've been wanting to do um, Lord of the Rings for a while, so that's that. That was one of the ideas I'm most excited about. Yeah, me too. Especially that fellowship. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, tune in next week. If you like us, tell a friend, uh, and f- follow us, subscribe, 
We're almost on Apple Podcasts. Not it's yet. Taking some time. Taking some time. I guess Apple has to approve it or something. Whatever. Know. But we're on shop. We're on Spotify. <laughs> Not Shopify. We're on Spotify, <laughs> and um, we're on a couple other uh, platforms. We're but... on Google. We're on uh, our anchor page. Can pretty much link to all these things. Yeah. But yeah, check us out. Tell a friend. Uh, or not, you know, I don't care. Um, <laughs> too, right? Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. We'll hear from you. Not hear from you. You'll hear from us next week. See ya. See you then. <laughs>